السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وسادر الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد We all gravitate towards that which gives us peace or what appears to give us tranquility and calm. Every one of us, we tend to move towards those things. We like to do those things. And we want more of those things in our life that give us peace, tranquility, calm, or at least those things that we imagine are giving us peace and calm. It could be anything. Going for a walk in the park, for example. Going to the seaside. These are common things where people would like to just sit there and watch the ocean because we feel that gives us peace it could be exercise whether it be people doing yoga nowadays whether it be just going to the gym going for a jog early in the morning or just going for a nice walk whatever it could be um, other than that some people seek inner peace through dhikr through ibadah through worship through dua and some people do other practices to get this peace. Sometimes we engage in destructive behavior because we want to escape from the stresses of life or we want to cover up the lack of peace that we're experiencing. So to cover up the lack of peace or to escape from the stress and the difficulties, we engage in certain destructive behaviors which we feel at that time is either giving us an illusion of peace or it's making us forget about the lack of peace that we have and although our external practices may vary we're all seeking the same thing every single one of us are seeking the same thing we try in different ways but what we want is exactly the same what is it exactly that we're seeking? Is it a feeling? Is it an inner state? Is it a journey? And we try different ways. We try different ways to attain this. And a lot of times we're disappointed. We grow up thinking that I need that dream job. If I get that dream job, my life will be of peace. And what happens? We get the job. Do we get the peace? We have a dream home. I have this dream home. Once I'm in there, everything's going to fall into place. And we make it. We get the dream home. But do we get the peace? There's a woman in your life or a girl. And you think, this is it. If she's in my life, everything's going to fall into place. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be content. And Allah allows that to happen. You, you make it. Against all odds, you go and you get married and you realize that the peace that you wanted isn't there. 
And this keeps happening where we strive for certain things, hoping that peace is there, only to realize we get the thing, but we don't get the peace. Why? True peace only comes from the source of peace. True peace only comes from the source of peace. And the source of peace is who? As-salam. As-salam. Only as-salam. As-salam means the true source of peace. Flawless peace. We call this flawless peace. Because you do get peace in the world which is flawed. It's limited. It's not complete. But the source of peace, peace only comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is as-salam. And this is, he wants us to recognize him as being as-salam. And understanding as-salam. And seeking flawless peace from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this name once. In Surah Al-Hashar, Huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illahu alimul ghaybi wa shahada huwa ar-Rahmanul Rahim. Huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illahu al-Malik al-Quddus as-Salam. As-Salam. So one of Allah's beautiful names is as-Salam. The source of flawless peace. And this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know the Sahaba, when they would recite sometimes, they would, you know how we make salam for each other? So some of the Sahaba were saying, As-salamu ala Allah. They're like giving salam to Allah. Like we give salam to each other, we give salam if the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had been here, and even if, though he, we, we make as-salamu alayka ayyuhan nabiyyu. When we go to Medina, we say salam. And we say salam to each other. Sahaba were sending salam to Allah. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam corrected them. And he said to them, Inna Allah huwa salam. You can't give salam to Allah because Allah is the source of salam. Allah is the source of peace. Inna Allah huwa salam wa minhu salam. Peace comes from him. He is the only source of peace. The source of flawless peace is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in Arabic, we look at the word salam comes from the seen, lam, meme. Seen, lam, meme. What does it mean? It means safety, security. Meaning when you're with Allah, you're safe. When you're with Allah, you're secure. When you're with Allah, you're with that being, you're guaranteed protection, security, safety. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's free from any type of impairment. There's no flaw. There's no impairment whatsoever. Now we can see the dimensions of as-salam in many different ways. First of all, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, he is as-salam. So this as-salam will link to all of his attributes. When Allah is merciful, his quality of mercy is as-salam, flawless. When Allah is wise, his quality of wisdom is as-salam as well. All of the qualities and attributes of Allah are interlinked. So this helps us to love Allah even more. The perfection in every one of Allah's attributes is coupled with as-salam, flawless, flawless peace in every attribute. If Allah deals with you a certain way, 
to be at peace because this has come to me from the one who is the source of peace and anything he does is full of assalam not just full of wisdom not just full of rahman and compassion not just loving and caring and nurturing and the creator and the designer and the fashioner but he's also assalam the source of true peace which is flawless blemishless faultless limitless this is assalam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala similarly we find salam in his remembrance remembering assalam will bring you salam in your life similarly he has the whole idea of us being in this world why has allah created us for eternal salam which is darus salam meaning jannah is going to be the place that's why we're here that's why we're here everything that's happening to us or for us whichever one you want to take everything that's happening to you or for you in this world it's for a cause and the eternal cause is a salam that's what allah wants he wants you to get a salam and whilst we're here allah has made us muslimin people of islam so that in our relationships with each other we have the quality of salam within each other that we are kind and we are generous and we are hatred free and we help each other we support this is the idea learning and understanding allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his name assalam why do people find peace in nature why do people find peace in nature because again this is a manifestation of assalam in the world allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us look at the heavens do you find any blemish Allah's creation we find is also we find salam it's flawless faultless can anyone create like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but the problem lies here a lot of people will enjoy the sound of the flowing river or the pitter pattering of the rain or the blowing of the winds but then get lost in that without realizing that that is supposed to take you to the source that's not that's not the end that's the means to the end and this is our problem where we get stuck in the means the means of peace we're getting lost over here so this is not a this is not the end it's the means to the end so and knowing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a salam as the source of peace helps us to think good of allah and thinking good of allah is considered to be an excellent form of worship like we recognize salah and dhikr and quran to be worshiping allah the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said husnul dhan min husnil ibadah husnul dhan min husnil ibadah thinking good of allah is an excellent form of worship we can't always be praying but we can when we're not praying or driving for example or you're just sitting around or you're waiting in a queue we can have positive good thoughts about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is one of the most excellent forms of worship. The Prophet said, None of you should die except you die thinking good about Allah. Thinking good about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the source of all peace, He is the source of all peace in our discomfort, our stress, our difficulties, our challenges. Where should we turn? We've been directed, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Most of our heartache today in the world 
most of our heartache, most of the reason why I have a heartache in the world, it's because of our disappointment of expecting more from the worldly things than they can realistically give me. Most of our heartache in the world is because of our expectations in the things of this world. We're expecting much more from things, from money, from buildings, from people, more than they can realistically give us. They are flawed. They are limited. They are humans. They are things of the world. The true source of peace, which is infinite peace, only comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If, for example, I have this, my relationship with money, if, for example, I'm going to think, if I have a lot of money, then I'm going to have a lot of peace. If this is my outlook, if this is my mindset, if I have a lot of money, I'll have a lot of peace. Well, number one, until I don't have a lot of money, I'm going to be stressed out. Every day is going to be a horrible day for me. I'm going to feel rubbish. And the day that arrives when I do end up getting a lot of money, if that even means anything, what does a lot of money mean? But if I do end up getting a lot of money, then it's going to be, I'm, I'm not going to find the peace because now I'm going to be worried. What if I lose this? What if I lose this? Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the source of all peace which cannot be lost. He is Al-Hayy, the ever-living. Allah doesn't go away. He is the Baq, meaning He always remains. Everything else. Ma'indakum yanfath wa ma'indallahi Baq. Whatever you have in this world is going to end and perish. Kullu man alayha faan wa yabqa wajhu rabbika dhul jalali wal ikram. So if my relationship is like this with people, for example, a lot of us do this. We have this expectation of people as well. That we think if I have this person in my life, I will feel happy. This person will bring peace in my life. That's a very unrealistic and a heavy burden I'm placing on somebody else. Expecting somebody else to fill a void in my life. First of all, that's not going to happen. Why? Because if I'm expecting my spouse, for example, and normally happens in marital relationships, sometimes in friends, but sometimes when we get married, we're expecting our spouse to give us happiness. It's a heavy burden. I've got a hole. I've got a void inside me. I'm expecting someone else to fill that hole, to fill that sadness. First of all, I won't change because I'm feeling she has to do this. She has to be a certain way for me to be happy. Will I ever change? Why is it that in so many times we have marriage counseling and it doesn't get anywhere? Because we've got these unrealistic hopes of the next person. So I will never want to change because I've put all of my expectations of feeling inner peace and happiness, that burden I've put it on somebody else. That's a heavy burden to put on somebody else. Happiness comes from within. No one can make you happy. Remember this. No one can make you happy. If you don't work on yourself, it's up to you. It's up to you. Yes, somebody can be a source and a means, but no one can give you internal happiness. Only you can do that. And that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nowhere and nothing else. See, if I'm expecting it from someone, that 
and another thing is the human being is flawed as well. They've got their own shortcomings. They've got their own flaws as well. So it's a means to the end. Security lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Safety lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means that I know wealth is a means and it's not the end. Money is a means, it's not the end. Relationships are a means, not an end. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has told us, whoever wakes up in the morning and you're healthy, number one, got a roof on your head, number two, and you've got enough food for that day, it's as if you've got the entire world at your disposal. You don't need to have a lot. If we can see the world in this way, you will feel the inner peace given from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the peace that we receive, the peace that we receive is proportionate to that in which we seek peace. The peace that we receive is proportionate to that in which we seek peace. Where am I seeking peace? If I'm seeking peace from the source of peace, then how much peace will I receive? Infinite. The peace that we receive is in proportion to that in which we seek the peace. If I'm seeking peace in the things of this world, it's going to be very limited peace, if anything. But if I'm seeking it from the source of peace, does Allah have a little bit of peace to give to me? How much peace does He have? Can we count? There's no limit, there's no end. He is the source, He is as salam. The source, the flawless source of peace. If we're looking for peace, we need to find it in the source of peace. And that is only the only place where we're going to find it. And we can use the means of peace. The means of peace Allah has given us in this world. We can use them. Some people find peace in reading. You've had a stressful day, they just want to zone out and read. Some people go for a jog first thing in the morning and they find that to be peaceful. Some people find it peaceful when they, in the evening or the weekend, sit with a group of friends and just have a laugh. That's fine. Some people go and play golf. Some people swim, right? It's up to you what brings you peace in life. And it's important for us to look after ourselves in this way. Some people need to go away for a holiday every now and again. That's perfectly fine. As long as we know, as long as we know that these are means and not replacement for the source of peace. These are means, but this is not the replacement of original peace. And the original peace, the actual source of peace is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what we do. We have the absence of peace and to cover that up, we engage in destructive behavior. For that time for us just to forget. It's like somebody's got a heart disease and they're like, Sniffing cocaine. Right, imagine someone's got a heart disease and they're sniffing away. It's covering, it's masking. It's masking it up, right? And this is what's happening. We've got the absence of peace in our lives. And to cover that feeling, it's an uncomfortable feeling. We don't like it. So instead of going to the source of peace, we're running away from there and doing things which temporarily puts a, a bandage or a plaster over it, just so that for that time we don't want to feel it, we can forget about it, we can ignore it. 
Remember one thing. This is a principle. This is a principle. Ramadan is round the corner. You might be thinking, how is this all linked? Ramadan is round the corner. Remember one principle. There is no peace in the prohibited. There is no peace in the prohibited. Just remember this somewhere. Write this down or note it, memorize it. I need it more than everyone else. Just to keep reminding myself, there is no peace in the prohibited. In our worst moments, when we're feeling most vulnerable and we feel the lack and the absence of peace and we're totally stressed out, a lot of times I'm going to things which are haram and doing things and indulging in things which I feel at that time it just takes me away. Temporarily, I feel I forget about the stress. There is no peace in the prohibited. Anything, and now you might be thinking, well, I feel at peace. Brother, sister, that's not peace. That's an illusion. That's an illusion. And during the hollowness, the hollowness inside us deepens. The more we do haram to try and find comfort, the hollowness that is inside us deepens even more. And the next time the craving for the haram will be even more. And it takes us down a, a, a cycle, which is never ending. May Allah protect us. May Allah protect us. So life is a test. Life is a test. It doesn't mean sometimes we think, okay, if, 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 if the source of peace is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I pray and I do what Allah wants me to do, then we think that everything's supposed to go plain sailing, nothing's meant to go wrong, and everything should be just really comfortable. No, life is a test. Even those people that were fully submerged with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they faced the worst and the most difficult struggles of life. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, just look at the year of grief where he lost his wife and he loses his uncle and the people of Ta'if, they stoned him and he went through so much difficulty. Look at Musa alayhi salam. Musa, Allah speaks about these humanistic feelings that these prophets had. They were men of Allah. They dedicated themselves. But their lives, we see, they were distressed. They were distressed at times. They had fear. They had anxiety. They feared for themselves. They were worried about their children. They were stressed out at times. Not everything went plain sailing for them all the time. And we find that despite all of that, look at Nuh alayhi salam. How stressful was his life? No, he had rejection, rejection, reject. None of us have been rejected the way Nuh alayhi salam was rejected. We get rejected from a job interview or from a proposal and, and it knocks us back. Nuh alayhi salam, 950 years of rejection. People putting their fingers in their ears. Like, I'm a nobody. If someone doesn't listen to me now, if you choose to walk away from here, I mean, I'm a nobody. Nuh alayhi salam was a rasul. He's a prophet. He was someone. Allah afforded him this grand position. And he's chasing people around. And they're putting their fingers in their ears, pushing him away, covering themselves. He's going to them in the 950 years. And do you know how Allah speaks about him in the Quran? Salamun ala Nuhin fil alameen, Quran says. He was a peaceful person. May Allah's peace be upon him. Musa and Harun are going to Fir'aun and they're scared. They tell Allah, oh Allah, we are scared. We don't want to do this. 
We want to do it because you're telling us, but we can't. How are we going to do it? Allah tells them. And do you know what Allah says to them then? Salamun ala Musa wa Harun, Quran says. Salamun ala Musa wa Harun. Salamun ala Ilyasin. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. All of the prophets went through struggles. But they recognized that in this life, the true source of peace is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connecting to us salam. And one of the greatest ways for me and you to bring peace in our lives is through the prescribed actions from as salam himself. As salam, the flawless source of peace, has prescribed certain actions for me and you. And if we engage in those actions wholeheartedly, not grudgingly, we will begin to see peace. We might not see it straight away. We might not see it straight away. But we have to keep doing it. We have to keep trying. Take the example of Salah. When was Salah prescribed? At the most stressful and difficult moment in the life of the Prophet he was given Salah. When he was facing the most difficult things in his life, totally stressed out, so abused he was, so rejected by the people. People humiliating him, they spat at him, they called him names. They even killed many of his companions. He was running for his life, so many Sahaba to leave the country. And at such a time, Allah granted him Salah. And the Salah that we pray, the Salah that we pray, if you just think about the Salah itself, what is Salah? He used to say that Allah has put the coolness of my eyes in Salah. Bilal, give the Adhan so that we can get some comfort. And then when you start the salah and you say Allahu Akbar, right? This is, do you know when we say like Netflix and chill? At the end of a long day, you just want to sit down and binge and, or you end up getting into something just to cover up that, just so you can forget everything. This is how they used to do it. But we don't see it like that. We don't see it like that. What's happening here is, why, why is it that we can sit and binge watch for hours? Because it helps us to forget all the problems that have gone on in the day. That's what Salah is. Because when you start your Salah, do you know what you're doing? Salah is an escape. Salah is an escape. We do these things in the name of escapism. Salah is the greatest form of escape for anyone. Because when you start Salah, what you do? Physically, you're, you're throwing everything behind. And you're entering another world in which you are having an intimate conversation with As-Salam, the source and the giver of peace. There is nothing more therapeutic than this. That you're running away, escape. This is an escape from the whole world because you're entering into another realm. And when you're in your Salah, you're having this intimate dialogue and conversation with Allah, where you're talking to Him and He's talking back to you. And when you say Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Allah is responding to you. When you say Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, He responds to you. And then you go into the Ruku and you go into the Sujood. And towards the end of the Salah, what are we saying? Remembering As-Salam again. As-Salamu Alayka Ayyuhan Nabiyyu Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh. As-Salamu Alayna Wa Ala Ibadillahi Salihin. And then how do we end the Salah? What do we say? Again, As-Salamu Alaykum Wa Rahmatullahi Assalamu alaikum Why? Why do we do salam at the end of the salah? Because we escaped. We escaped. We weren't here. We weren't with the people on the right, the people on the left. We weren't with them. 
We had escaped from the problems and the distress of the world. And we went somewhere on a very special, intimate journey with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why when we finish the salah, the first thing we say is what? Allahumma anta salam. Allahumma anta salam. Oh Allah, you are the flawless source of peace. Wa minka salam. From you, I derive peace. Allah, just grant me that peace that I'm looking for. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam. We all know this dua, but do we engage with it? Do we know Allah as a salam? Allah wants us to know Him through His beautiful names. And one of those beautiful names which I need, you need more than ever, ever before is a salam because we feel the lack of peace in our lives. And that is because we are not going to the source of peace. The only source of peace is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why, this is why we should never replace an act of worship with any other activity. Many a times Ramadan is coming up, right? It's a time of worship and ibadah. And sometimes an act of worship might seem burdensome to us. So we think, let me just do this for the feel-good factor. And then I'll go and do this prayer. Or I'll do this Quran. Never do that. Because the worship is, you're worshipping Allah. And when I'm replacing that with something else, I'm worshipping myself. I'm trying to make myself feel better. And you won't. In the long run, we won't. Recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this. And the focus Allah wants you and me to keep in this world is Jannah. Jannah. How often do you and I think of Jannah? Fasting is coming up. What is fasting all about? Allah wants me and you throughout the day to think about Jannah whilst we are fasting throughout the whole of Ramadan. Why? What is Jannah? When you fast, you fast for Allah. No one can see it. And the reward of the fast is going to be Jannah. But what is it? What is Jannah? The hadith tells us the Quran, Jannah is Darus Salam. It's the abode of true peace. This is the place where people will enter and they'll be told, salam. Enter into Jannah with Salam. Fiha salam. In Jannah, it's going to be a greeting of Salam. Salamun alaykum. You know when people of Jannah will enter into Jannah? What's Allah going to say to them? Salamun alaykum. Now you might think, why? Why will the people of Jannah be greeted with salam? In the world we have salam and we refer to it as inner peace. That is going to be the first time that you and I are going to experience 100% external peace and inner peace. In the world you can have inner peace. You can't have external peace because there's always something going wrong. That's the world. That is going to be the first time ever we're going to experience nothing's going to be going wrong around you. It's going to be peace, happiness, joy. There's going to be no one being sick, no accidents, no anger, no fights, no quarrels whatsoever. It's going. So if that is my ultimate goal, imagine how much peace we can have in this stressful world. This world is stressful. But if we aim and connect our hearts with As-Salam and Darus Salam, and the things that Allah has told us to do, which are full of salam, 
imagine how much peace we can derive in this world. Thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ And when you look around, anything that reminds you of as-salam, you look at the sky, say to yourself, Ya Salam, because he is flawless. When you see the rain, you see the snow, Ya Salam, remember him through, Ya Salam, Ya Salam. If you're feeling not at peace, whether someone's ill in your family, and you're perturbed, whether you're going through a financial difficulty, whether it's a marriage problem, whether you've got issues with your in-laws, it doesn't matter what it is. Use the name Ya Salam to bring that real peace. Because true peace only comes from the source of peace, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As-salam. And I end. When people go into Jannah, when people go into Jannah, it's going to be the same thing. Inna ashab surat yaseen. Inna ashab al-jannati al-yawm fi shughulin fatihun. Allah says the people of Jannah, they're going to be in amusement. Humma azwajuhum, them and their spouses. They're going to be reclining on these couches, just chilling out. Then what does Allah say? For them will be fruits and whatever they desire. What, what comes after that? This is going to be salam from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Jannah, there's going to be no lies, no vulgarity. And the first thing the Prophet said when he came to Medina Munawwara, what did he? Oh, the first words they say when he came to Medina Munawwara, the first thing he said was, Afshus Salam, Afshus Salam, Afshus Salam, spread Salam amongst you. The only heart which will go into Jannah is the heart which will be full of Salam. So this is what we've been asked. The detox of the heart before Ramadan comes, let us learn to rectify ourselves and make our heart full of salam. Allah is not just the source of peace. He's the giver of peace. He wants us to become the same as well, where we are to find peace within ourselves and spread peace wherever we go. Whether it's within our families and homes, whether it's within our communities, whether it's on a global level, we are people of peace. People of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.